live from the ESPN 690 and Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. All the things that everybody said could be the problems for this team have happened. But guess what? The team is way worse than I would have expected in my worst imaginal scenario. Whatever I figured the absolute worst this team could possibly be was, they are worse than that. They're going to make the play-in, I think. But if they wind up playing any of the big teams in the Western Conference in round one, they will be non-competitive. That is Mike Greenberg, of course, from ESPN. And you can listen to him on ESPN 690 on a daily basis. Boy, the Lakers are the talk of the town right now, huh? They continue to uh, not look good. They lost 14 out of 20, Casey. Yeah, that was the worst thing I've ever seen last night. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch it, but they got blown out, huh? Yeah, no, it was pretty horrible. Nobody really looked like they wanted to play. Um, they turned it over every time they held the ball. It was pretty bad. I texted Brian Middleton because, you know, LeBron's his guy. Uh, so I thought I could get him fired up. I hit him up at 11.55, said the Lakers would lose to JU if they played right now. And I firmly <laughs> believe that. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of respect for JU. Nice of you, considering the ASUN tournament starts this week. Yeah. But uh, I don't think you're right. Um, speaking of uh, my buddy Chris Morgan has said that uh, Pepsi does a better job with their licensing agreements or does a, a an aggressive job with their licensing agreements at entertainment and sporting events. So that'll give you a little bit of uh, oh. intel. Also, another buddy uh, said he was at the Atlanta airport last night and had a Pepsi vending machine in the Atlanta airport. That's weird. That's pretty strange, right? That is sus. That's mad like, I'm sus. surprised they even allow that. Yeah, I know. I think, I think actually, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm, I'm pretty close to 100% sure that Atlanta might be the only NFL stadium where they serve Coke. Yeah, it's funny you say that because my thought when you had just said that about the licensing was thinking back, like, the, the Rays always had Pepsi. Like, Pepsi's a big baseball Spot like now that I think about it, so yeah, I I, I think they do have it because I was there for the Jags game. Obviously, they have to, but that's weird now that I think about it. Yeah, uh, let's bring in Action Sports Shacks Austin Lane. I think he's still in Dallas. Uh, I'm not sure if he's at an airport, uh, but look around the closest vending machine or whatever. Is it Coke or Pepsi? Uh, I'm I'm at a Top Golf right now in Dallas. So there's no vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, order order. Uh, when you order, I say okay, if, you, I'll, if they tell you that I'll you go to the you, menu. Yeah, go to the menu. I want to see if it's Coke or Pepsi at Top Golf. Okay. Uh, so I feel like it's Coke because I've menu, been there a lot. Uh, Coca Cola, Brent. All right. There you go. Good. There you go, Top yeah. Golf. That good. Bet. He says, yeah. good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, Coca Cola is better. Diet Coke is better. I, I don't. I will have Pepsi, but it's just better. I, I'm sorry. Sure. But uh, it is. So, uh, in my opinion. Austin Lane, what's happening, man? Nothing too much, man. Just uh, kind of hanging out right now, hanging out in Dallas. We got about another three or four hours before a plane takes off, so we're just kind of sightseeing a little bit. And obviously, when you get a win, it makes sightseeing a lot easier. So I'm um, just kind of chilling today. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, this is a late flight out, huh? Yeah, it is a late flight out because it was weird how, unfortunately, it was set up for the direct flight. Either it was super early in the morning or like kind of later at night. And I, uh, yeah. I chose to go with the latter just because, you know, I mean, Especially after last night, you know, when we, we drink a couple of barley pops, a, a couple of basic beverages, um, you kind of want to sleep in a little bit. Well, the champ is still the champ. Are you going to wear the belt on the plane? Come on, do it. Do it for us. 
<laughs> I mean, if it meant I could get some like first class accommodations, then maybe. <laughs> but um, until that time, it's going right in the backpack, and I'm, I'm gonna check it on. My <laughs> gosh, you're too humble. I mean, I'd be I know, more... I know. I mean, I talk a big game. I probably wouldn't wear it around, but like, I'd love for somebody to do that. Like, that would just be awesome. Like everywhere well, they go. The cool... I'd be having the belt the cool on when I go to the bathroom at the urinal, man. <laughs> yeah, here's the cool thing about it, though, is, like, I got another one. So now I have two belts from them. Two so belts? Like, every time you, yeah, so every time you defend the championship, they give you a new belt. Really? So I have two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of unnecessary, I feel like, but I'm not complaining. Okay, just now, listen, this isn't going to happen, but if you were to lose a belt... Do you have to give yes. both of them back? That was my question as I'm, well. I'm not giving them any. I'm not giving any of them back. No. <laughs> I'm gonna. Sorry, I'm gonna lose the number and go try to find me. <laughs> That's awesome. So two belts. I mean, I mean, yeah. if you don't mind, like, can we can we kind of make that like the Stanley Cup and maybe like bring it around town a little bit? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's either gonna be that or the Jamar Chase card or maybe both of them. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't know at this point, but like, I, I just feel a lot of alligators had to die to make those belts, so I feel like we have to get our money's worth there. Yeah, let's let's call. be honest though, and the belt is awesome, but the Jamar Chase card's worth more. <laughs> 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 or it could be. We're gonna be careful with that card, all right? <laughs> no, true, true, true. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to top load a belt, by the way, too. So, I mean, once it's you know. Once it's out there in the open, it's out there in the open. So uh, I'm sure it's far from a gem mint 10 anymore. All right, where <laughs> PSA 10 on the belt. Uh, we're all over the place with the Action Sports Jacks team on ESPN 690 today. Brent Martineau here in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine. Stuart Weber, by the way, is here too. Uh, Austin yeah. Lane in Dallas after a fight. And Casey Kurtz back in the Action Sports Jacks studios. Tell us more about it, man. I mean, I know this is, uh, this is great. You got a dub. Uh, yeah. TKO, obviously injury to your opponent. You hate that. Has that? Yeah. I feel like that happened to you one other time. Has that happened before? Um, like, like in terms of an injury like that? No, that was really the first time where okay. you know a, a guy like hurt himself like that. Okay. Um, that, that was that's the first time I've ever experienced. And you know, it, it's weird too because you know, as fighters, we're always taught you you fight until the, the ref gets off. You know, I mean, until the ref tries to pull you back because you know, I mean, the last thing you want to do is think somebody's hurt he's not hurt and then you lose the fight because you're kind of gunshot but like in that instance when he fell backwards and i heard a pop i knew right away he was done you know oh, like did. i mean you if, if, if you like oh i heard it man um and then you can kind of tell from the pain on his face um you know i mean like i i, I didn't wait till the ref to pull me off I, I just knew right away so like I, I think i hit him once and then i stopped and kind of got away because I, I i mean i'm it was impossible for him to continue, you know, and it's unfortunate because you, you don't, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to win a fight like that. Um, but you know, those freak things happen, man, unfortunately. So what, so what was it? Cause like we thought maybe it was an ACL, but if you heard a pop, that's not an ACL. Well, I think it was everything. Um, I, I've, I've been talked to him since then. I told him that we're going to stay in touch with each other and he's going to keep me posted and everything. Cause I mean, he was a really cool guy, man. So, you know, you hate to see that with, with, such, with such a cool person, but, um, if I was to guess, I think it's everything. Um, really? Just because the, the, yeah, the, the way that he fell back and I think just the amount of weight that I put on top of it, you know, once again, it's kind of a freak thing. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was everything, like a, like a complete tear of every, you know, the, the PCL, the meniscus, the ACL. Uh, yeah, pretty gnarly. So how did you see it going before that? Um, to be honest with you, a little backstory here. You started yeah. so dang early, we didn't even know. 
like well, Casey it, probably <laughs> told you, but like I was coming off the 18th hole in the dark, figured I still had yeah. time to get home to see the fight. Casey, like I'm, in, I'm pulling out of the parking lot. Casey's like, hey, he's fighting. I was like, I got to get fight pass, like right now. I was like, getting it, getting it. And he's like, <laughs> then he texts me, he's like, it's over. I'm like, what do you mean it's yeah. over? And he didn't even say yeah. if he won or lost, by the way. I was like, did he win? He's like, yeah, he won. Other guy's knees, like, busted. That's what I said. And so, I mean, so what had like they had few fights canceled, so you moved up, right? Yeah, yeah. So it, it was absolutely chaos for the weigh-in. So they ended up losing four fights um, because guys didn't make weight, um, including our, our co-main event, which was a big fight in itself. Um, that one got scrapped because one of the fighters was ended up in the hospital. Uh, I guess oh, like wow. the previous night, trying to cut weight. So I'm not sure like what happened with everybody. Um, but it was just one of those freak circumstances where, you know, they ended up losing four fights on that card. So when you lose four fights, obviously everything gets moved up a little bit, and that's kind of what happened with us. So the early stages of, of well, whatever the fight was in the first round, how did you see? You you took a, a lick or two. You, you dealt some out. I mean, was this yeah. thing setting up for how you thought it was going to be, a, a bunch of haymakers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, much to the chagrin of my coach, who doesn't prefer me that I stand and just stand in the pocket and trade back and forth like rock'em, sock'em robots. But, um, you know, sometimes get lost in a moment like that. Um, I feel like it was going to be a battle, you know. Um, I also know that I had the cardio advantage for sure. So I think if it went past the first, you know, the second or even the third round, um, I really like my chances there. But I was really excited to kind of showcase some more of my striking um, and also, you know, I mean, my, 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 cause he wasn't, you know, he wasn't the most versed on the ground. So I knew I had the ground and pound in my back pocket if I wanted to use it. Um, you know, I didn't have to use too much of it, obviously, cause it was, just, it was kind of a short fight, but yeah, it was definitely shaping up to be uh, a striking battle, which I was looking forward to. Yeah, it's going to be a brawl there in Dallas uh, in the cage. Austin Lane joining us from Dallas as uh, he gets set to fly back tonight. He'll be back in the studio uh, in Action Sports Jack Studios tomorrow in Jacksonville. And by the way, Jacksonville now becomes a, uh, front and center for you and your career potentially uh should i I don't want to like directly tweet at dana white i don't want to mess anything (laughs) up here but i'm like hey dana what are you gonna call like and and tell us how this works because it's a win but part of the reason i think you were mad is when you want to fight and you like to fight and you didn't want it to end on those terms but you also want to be able to put on a show so you can impress dana white and usc and maybe get the call do i have that right no, you're absolutely right. You know, when I when I walked into the venue, um, one of the one of the promoters there that runs the organization, his name is Eric. Um, he he kind of pulled me aside as a right as I'm walking in. He's like, "Hey, man, you know, Mick, who is one, one of the matchmakers from the UFC." Um, you know, he said, "Mick told me if you win this one, uh, they're gonna look at you for you know for the big show." So I'm like, "Oh, well, thanks for the added pressure, man. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, that." As I'm walking right in before. the locker room, but hey. <laughs> I'll be sort of, I'll be sort of make a memo of that now. Thank you. But um, yeah, you know, like that, that was kind of the frustrating part of, about it too. Was you know, I mean, obviously a win's a win, um, and that's the most important thing. But when when you're in those circumstances, you know, you obviously want to showcase as much skill set as possible to you know to the big show and, and showcase that you're that you belong there. Um, and you know, but that's where my frustration came from a little bit. But my, my frustration came from my opponent obviously getting hurt. Um, and that gruesome of a way, but also it came from the fact that I, I couldn't really showcase everything I wanted to showcase for that fight. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that would be like uh, the next commercial break, whoever I have a read for, calling me up being like, hey, if you uh, don't mess up on this read, we'll give you an extra million dollars. All right, great. <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> 
<laughs> you couldn't have told me the day before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would have practiced a little bit harder. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I, I feel like if you put like my contract when I signed it, like, hey, just to let you know, Mick will be watching. Like, okay, if I saw the contract, very cool. But as I'm walking into the event, okay, a little added pressure. I, I can handle it though. Uh, man, so, so well. That, that does it doesn't eliminate the idea of you potentially getting the call up, does it? What no? What does that no, look like? No, what do you not think? At all. Are you guys now? Do you go to work for yourself here? Uh, do a little self promotion with your team and be like, hey, listen, yeah. we're ready. We're ready. Give us a chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's kind of what I tried to accomplish after the fight. Uh, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> you know, my microphone skills, yes. much to the chagrin of my mom, my son, and my family, who <laughs> had to hear me drop an f bomb uh, on UFC Fight Pass. So. Um, they find out was, you know, dad, yeah, dad, dad said a no-no word, so there you go. <laughs> I got that going for me. And then I know my mom was shaking her head, so I got that going for me as well. But, you know, that, that was kind of my statement. Um, and, you know, I mean, it, it was funny. Like, after I was done with that and I got out of the cage, like, dude, that, that was really good. Like, I can't believe you rehearsed all that. I'm like, oh, I didn't rehearse anything. Like, I, that was just off the dome because I never think what I'm going to say after a fight, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not that diabolical, you know. I'm, I'm not that talented. Um, so I just kind of said the person that came to my mind, you know. I mean, in retrospect, I would have gave a shot at the ESPN 690 and stuff, but yeah. um, unfortunately, it just didn't cross my mind at the time. Should, yeah, but, um, yeah. If it was really <laughs> rehearsed, you should have been like, see you in Jacksonville April 9th. Yeah, yeah, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Uh, yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, that is – hey, by the way, Casey, we got to – make sure if you play that, you take uh, – you, you, we call him Austin Drop Butt in the Lane. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, a good call. I'll have to watch uh, out for those. Yeah. So so anyway, now it's kind of sit tight and, and, and wait to see what's next, like always, right? Yeah, yeah, basically. You know, I mean, the, the biggest thing going forward now is um, – I mean, I may take a, a few days off, and by a few days, I mean, I'm still going to be in the gym, just, you know, not going as hard, um, letting my body heal a little bit, letting letting it recover. I didn't really take that much damage, but still just from the girls of fight camp and everything, recovering a little bit. But, um, you know, it's having that mindset that I, my name could get called whenever, you know, so you have to stay ready. If it's short notice or a couple weeks out, um, you got to be ready for it. So that's where I'm at right now. Casey, you got anything for Austin on the fight part before I ask him a football thing or two? Yeah, I got one. Uh I figured out how to bet on you, Austin, so that's good oh. news. Oh, oh nice. Do you this... know what the odds were? No, I have no idea. All I know is that, like, three people reached out to me on Twitter and said that I was part of their parlay, and they, they gave me a thank you. Um, <laughs> now, you know, if, if that's the case, then go and then we'll meet some money as well because you're welcome. But, no, I, I have no idea what the odds were. What are the odds? Well, I'll get your live reaction to this one. You were a minus 500 favorite. Oh, damn. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's not the way you were. Like, I didn't feel like you were talking that way, and I don't know what that would even sound like, I guess. But well, I didn't feel that way, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I – I mean, I, I, I was confident, but, um, yeah, I, I was not expecting those numbers. Well, the same thing. Like, you were really confident going against Juan Adams, but you were clearly the underdog against Juan Adams. Like, they even said it again Correct. last night, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, wow, minus 500, and you took him, Casey. That a baby. Of course. Are you wait, kidding? Casey, you, you, wait, you, you put money on me? Yes. At minus 500? Yeah, not a ton, you know what I'm saying? Just a little bit, a little something. I did. The, the payout wasn't great. It was more of just, a, you know, I had to support in that way, in a way no, that you no. would never know. Well, no, yeah. for sure, I appreciate that. But like, at least you should have parlayed me some, with some eSports or, like, some, I don't know, Italian series soccer or something. Yeah, that would actually like, be like, nice. like, at, least, at least make it more juicy. Uh, That's a good I call. Don't know. 
That's like that's actually like this new thing. Like, I, what an honor it would be to be able to be bet on. You know, like yeah, I'm yeah. starting to think now. It's like, damn, if I if I had played even Division Two baseball, like 20 years later or 25 years later, could you have done a prop bet on me laying down a bunt? <laughs> it's a good call. But then, but then I feel like with that, we're getting the whole Pete Rose thing again. And yeah, I wonder, yeah. like, you know, well, you're you're very the value name. You know, when you were at school, <laughs> I don't want to tarnish that name now. <laughs> Uh, that'd be uh, that's wild though. That was minus five hundred. I love that you found it that you could bet on. And by the way, I was unsure where you were going with this, Casey, because I thought maybe because the op- opponent got injured, it got taken off the board. Oh no, no, it's still paid out. You know what I'm saying? A, a win's a win. Um, I will tell you this, Austin. I was I I had a video planned, right? Like I I had it planned yeah. out. There was a script in my own head. Um, Amanda didn't know. It was going to be a disaster for my household, but the video would have been great. But I just, I'm not going to, I was going to call out Dana White as well, but I'll leave that alone. Um, okay. On the website that you could uh, be betted on, there's, you know, like people that claim experts, right? So this sure. dude, he wrote about your whole fight. I don't even remember his name. And then he said, betting pick. He said, pick the other dude money line. So I was going to okay. absolutely destroy this human in my video, but I'm going to do it now. What are you talking about? <laughs> Bet on the other dude? Not a chance. Not a chance. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I love it. See, here I thought he was like going down to the docks and plays and bets, but this is actually like a legitimate gambling website that he was on that had the odds. I had no idea. <laughs> yep, down at the docks, Casey, down at yeah. the docks. Uh, yeah, hey, I don't know. This, yeah. this also means you can't retire because Casey has to unleash whatever video idea he has for the next one. Oh, fight. please don't retire. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. And Brent, um, by the way, hey, Brent, it's Jacksonville. There's a lot of docks around, okay? I'm sure there's somebody yeah, by that's, a dock. Well, that's second true. place. Of, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of containers. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're at Top Golf, by the way. So, is your team yeah. as impressed with you at hitting a golf ball as they oh, are in, in your recent streak in the cage? Well, and, and you know me, man, humble Brent, right? Always humble. So, like, uh, I came up there, they're like, "Do you golf, Lane?" I'm like, "No, not really. I mean, I've been on YouTube a couple of times. That's it. But obviously, you know, the first shot out of the gate with the driver. Uh, you know, I was using the. I think they call it the big dog." I mean, 220 yards, Brent. What do you want from me, man? In the back of the net. Early. Yeah. Well, and, the, see, and this one in Dallas, because you know how Dallas is in Texas. They do it a little bigger here. So that's it's like right. 300 yards. Um, so like the back of the net here. But not here. So that's a little longer. All right. Uh, so you're killing it. That's good. All right. Let's keep you for just one more moment. We got, we'll got. we have a lot of combine talk tomorrow. We'll catch up yeah. with Balky and Peterson and uh, a lot of other folks around the NFL. But... Uh, the NFL draft is one of these events that's moving all over the place. There's This could be the last year in Indianapolis for the Combine, and then they'll bid it out and try to go to different venues. Indianapolis still in play for 2023. Does, as, a, as a guy who went to the Combine, does that do anything for you? Like, Are you like, who cares where it is? It can be on, in Alaska or it can be in Indianapolis or it can be in Texas and just tell me where to go? Or do you think yeah. there's some value to the participant? Because they're obviously trying to give value to the fans across the country in the NFL and maybe various cities that they want as maybe it's not even in the NFL city, but it could be in a supportive city uh, or a big college town or something like that. Uh, but do you think there's a do you think the participants of the combine uh, would be interested in say? If the thing is in Dallas or if it's in somewhere in California rather than Indianapolis, does that matter to them? 
No, I mean, from, from my perspective when I was there, absolutely not because we had zero free time. You know, I mean, I don't think I even left the hotel uh, my three or four days when I was there um, just because your, your, your schedule is so um, just constructed with meetings and, and physicals and obviously the, the drills and the, I mean, if there's still the one like I'm not sure about, like it, every day is just completely loaded with things that you have to do where you don't really get time to enjoy the city. So like, you know, I mean, it was my first time in Indianapolis, and I didn't see anything. There was no shrimp cocktail. You know, the, there was no gallivanting on Main Street. Um, there was nothing for me. So I think from a player's perspective, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, do you think Jacksonville, I think, still works for the draft? I'm not sure it works for the combine. Yeah. I yeah, I mean, that's. If they ever build a I mean, new I, convention center, maybe, but, I mean, that'd be way down the road. Yeah. I'm, I don't see. I'm trying to think of where. Again, the, the draft really makes a lot of sense in Jacksonville. If you've been to it from a logistical standpoint, there's a lot of good things the Jags can do, especially as they continue to build, and maybe that's still a handful of years off. But um, I don't know if I see the common, the way the city's structured right now. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I just don't know if I see it happening in Jacksonville. Yeah, I think it would be a little tricky um, because, you know, that was kind of the convenient thing about Indianapolis was, like, where – like, I think how it went was, like, where we stayed in the hotel, it was, like, right next door um, to where we ran the combine, which you could probably do in Jacksonville if you ran it, like, at the Veterans Memorial, I guess, but you wouldn't do it outside. Because yeah, if you have, if you have you know, inclement weather, then it's not going to make any sense at all in terms of, you know, players getting hurt and all that. Um, so, yeah, to, to me, it would make more sense to do it indoors, obviously, and have everything kind of controlled in the environment. Yeah, and of course, this is good because I got the convention center for a lot of the stuff right next door is Lucas Oil, which is actually right where we are, right next door to it right now, and uh, and that's inside too. So, but the weather yeah. is better. I mean, listen, you can flaunt warmer weather cities in general because I do think the missing part of this is it's an NFL convention, and so every football yeah. person in the NFL is here, whether you've got a job, looking for a job, whatever, and so. There might be appeal to that uh, for the NFL yeah. people to go to warmer cities, not just Jacksonville, but maybe somewhere in Florida, uh, Texas, California, other places. So it'll be interesting to see what they do um, down the road. All right, man, go back hitting some golf. One second, Brent. I I'm very curious, man, because obviously you're at the combine right now. You're covering it. Um, one question. Actually, I guess probably two questions. Have you seen Trent Balkin, Doug Peterson yet? And if the answer is yes, who has the big old, who has the bigger college spiral notebook right now? Because that's who's going to be doing the draft picks. So, do you think Balky's got the bigger notebook, or does Doug Peterson right now? Um, I I don't I haven't seen him. I'll see him tomorrow. Okay. Okay. And I I guess the hope is that uh, Peterson has the bigger spiral notebook. That's what I'm going to be <laughs> looking for. Okay. Cool. Because I'm talking like the ones you got at Sam's Club. You know, like the five yeah. class ones. Oh yeah. 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 Hopefully he's got one of those going on. With plenty of tabs on it. Exactly. I love it. All right. So I'll, I'll look out for that. I did not know that was key. I've been covering this for a couple of times, but I'm going to look for that now. Uh, we'll see Check them tomorrow. They should be in tonight, later tonight. I do think, by the way, I flew up this morning with uh, Daryl Bevel. So he was oh, on nice. the flight. I'm pretty sure. Honestly, I was like, I think that's Daryl Bevel, but with masks on, I wasn't 100% sure. <laughs> sure. So... Well, did you <laughs> And you probably want to stay clear of him as well. Well, no, nah, I think Bevel's a cool guy. He's got a gig in okay. Miami now, but my guess, so yeah. why would he be in Jacksonville? Probably because his family's still here and he's still got his place here, is my guess. So he flew out of Jacksonville. But uh, but we yeah. did see a bunch of football people coming into town, and obviously we'll see a bunch from over the next couple of days. All right, man, go uh, safe travels. We'll see you back in the studio tomorrow. Congrats on the W, and um, 
I don't know if anything's going to happen in the next 24 hours, but hopefully the next uh, few days we get some good news for you. Absolutely, man. That sounds like a plan. We'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. Bye, man. That's uh, Austin Lane calling from Dallas, Texas. Uh, almost had another addition to Tuesdays at Top Golf. Sounded Just like it a little bit. I'll tell you, that's the last place I thought we'd find Austin Lane. Uh, yeah, I actually had no idea that he was flying out late, but I've actually seen the, those flights to Dallas, and he's yeah. right. You, you can get the nonstop ones early or late, but there's not much in the middle. Yeah, um, and so he had to go out late. To, uh, I get it. I understand now how that all uh, went down. He spent some time out in Dallas now. He's been out there for a few days. Hey, you know those what? Those Sunday fights, you know. I heard it's the nicest city in Texas. I've heard Dallas is a great place compared really? to some of the other cities in yeah. Texas yeah. that Definitely have airports. Oh, I'll tell you what. And you what. know why? Well, both of them have like two airports. But yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Dallas has two, but I think so does Houston, right? Yeah, I should have went uh, to that one. Yeah, you should have. You just picked the wrong one. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's come back. We talk a little bit more football. we got the baseball. See if there's any update on the baseball. Looks like we're headed toward uh, missing games in 2022. How do you feel uh, about that? And uh, the big news today, if you did not hear, it came out about 2 o'clock. The Jacksonville Jaguars will play in the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio, to go along with the Tony Baselli induction the first week of August. We'll be there. Will you be there? And uh, tickets go on sale for the football part of it, the game, on Friday of this week uh, through the Pro Football Hall of Fame website. So uh, good news. Uh, it'll be a big week for the Jacksonville Jaguars contingent. We'll continue to talk more Jags football. We come back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 live from the NFL Combine. I think he achieved what he wanted to there. The idea of Derek Jeter ending up in Miami over the long haul, uh, I, I, I don't think people saw him being with the Marlins for the next 25 years of his career. I think he's got a lot that he wants to do and uh, whether it's in baseball or in business, uh, he's probably going to be successful at it. I don't know who that was, but it wasn't like uh, the world's greatest take. Oh, that he's was successful at it. Yeah, probably. I mean, Jeter. Did. I think his life already goes down as a success. It'd take an awful lot to blow that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'd agree I, with you on that one. Jeez, <laughs> uh, Derek Jeter no longer part of the Marlins. Yeah. Crazy. What, what is he going to do now? Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think it's. I, I, I feel like I'm in the minority here, but is it crazy to believe he's just gonna like be a dad and a husband? I mean, yeah, he could be. I mean, he hasn't ever had the opportunity to do anything but baseball for the last forty years of his life. I mean, this might be an opportunity to step back and figure. I'm. Derek Jeter's not done with baseball. I don't think anyone's going to believe that in some capacity. But for a couple of years, could we not see him? I absolutely believe that. Yeah, I think uh, I think the I, don't, I think he will take a break. Like I think he'll take a pretty long break to what you said. These guys, they put so much. The, the family sacrificed so much. Now in Jeter's case, he didn't get married until he was done. Right. But now there's that phase of his life. Why not enjoy that? I, I, I mean, I, I think it's tough. It's a tough balance. I think some of these guys, they're so used to being busy, they want to stay busy. They're competitive. They want to they, they want to do something. They don't want to just because just they have all the money in the world go play golf every day and sit on the front porch, right? They're super young for that. Michael Jordan and, and Jeter, uh, you name it. LeBron's going to stay busy when he's done in a bit. So 
Like, I get it. I, I do understand. I used to be like, what are they doing? Why are they going to work? <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Right. But I understand that part more and more. I, I've had so many folks that I've been now close to, whether it's uh, you know, my parents or other folks that, like, are they could retire, and they almost are like, what am I doing now? Like, I, I'm going to work at the golf course. Or I'm going to work here just to stay busy, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I was on a different level, but – and they're not 40 <laughs> like Jeter was when he was done. Right. So, um I do wonder what he's going to do. You know, Jeter was a big part. And I don't know the whole story on Jeter. I just have always, uh, I always knew he was tied in with the Players Tribune, and I really think the Players Tribune is a cool thing and really has changed, like I don't like changed journalism in general, but changed some things about it where players tell their own stories. And do you know, like, was that was he just like an investor in that, or was that his idea to do that? I think it was just investor, but I could be wrong. Was he? Okay. So I thought he, I felt like all along like that was more like he wanted to give the players the voice. And so, sure, he was an investor, but and I knew it wasn't a sole operation. Oh, it was founded I, by Derek Jeter. Yeah, so it, so it was his concept too, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least he was somewhat of the brainchild. I'm not going to say it was all his, but that's what I thought. And And I think that is a very cool thing that he did. Like for an athlete and some of the stories that have come out there, like it's a cool read. Um, I actually haven't seen a story on Players Tribune in a bit, so now I'm sitting here asking myself, is it still doing well? <laughs> but for at least for this for a while, like I thought we saw some we saw some great pieces come out of that. It was a really cool concept, yeah. basically first person stories from the athlete rather than somebody else writing their story. And I thought you saw some pretty creative and cool things, uh, pieces of journalism there uh, because of it. So my point being is. He's a pretty creative guy, I think. I think he probably has a lot of different interests. And so he'll put his hand into something, just maybe not in the spotlight. He might be tired of that, Casey. Yeah. He might be like, you know what, I'm going to take a back seat. And I don't need to be front and center and answering questions and all this stuff. Uh, not that his role, he was out there all the time, but still, he's a very big figure in that organization. I guess the bigger question is this, did he do a good job? I think, and probably will be met with some blowback, not necessarily by you, but somebody listening. I think he did a fantastic job. Obviously, when you start your tenure uh, making decisions on the roster and you trade the three best players on the team, that's obviously going to start off some type of way. And for a long time, for multiple years, Derek Jeter got a lot of criticism for trading Giancarlo Stanton to the Yankees, ironically, Christian Yelich and Marcelo Zuna. And when you couldn't immediately see the the players that you traded for on the field because they were in the minors and whatnot, you thought it was a bad move. But when you look back on it now, the Marlins roster is filled with guys that he either traded for in that trade or traded other guys that he got in that trade for. And I think they're better off than they were before because you had huge contracts that were not really going anywhere that weren't good enough to win you games. Now you have a young roster, very talented, needs a couple of veteran pieces, and you might have something there. So I think he did a great job. Yeah, you know, I think you're right. I think baseball people know that he did a pretty good job of setting them up and, by the way, had to endure a major death as well in that mm-hmm. it was on uh, – when he was still there, right? When he was there. Um, why am I blanking out his name? Pitcher? Oh, uh, Jose Fernandez. Fernandez. Yeah. Yep. Um, I didn't want to say the wrong name. That's what I had in my mind, but I wanted to make sure. And I do you know. Uh, but that was during – he was there during that, right? Uh-huh. Jeter. So, but to look at him and the stars, Fernandez with the tragedy, and then trading away Stanton, Ozuna, and Yelich was like, oh, my gosh. 
mean, yeah. has anybody ever traded away three players like that from an organization, especially like being on the job for less than two years? Yeah, not you know? not in that sport, especially <laughs> straight out of Ted Lasso. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but it worked. It looks like it didn't work right away, but it's worked to the point where they look like they have a nucleus. And we see some of that, by the way, with the jumbo shrimp. They have a lot of good players in that organization. Now, can they make more moves and be competitive? And will they spend? There's a lot of other questions to ask. But I kind of agree with you, man. I think he's done a pretty good job of uh, kind of flipping that. They had a plan. And part of their plan, I think, was to make it more sustainable because they had peaked with the World Series, but then done nothing yeah. other than the World Series, right? They, and that's part of the problem down in Miami in terms of drawing. There's a bunch of problems, but one of them is you don't, you're not consistently good or even competitive. You're either bottom of the basement or you're, you're striking gold, you know, twice in 30 years. Yeah. So um, it, I, I do think he did a pretty good job. He's a smart guy is my point, and so I think he'll probably get involved with some good stuff uh, going forward if he chooses to do so. How damaging if baseball doesn't come to an agreement today and misses, let's call it a month, because that's what it sounds like. Is that what you're hearing and seeing as well? Yeah. That they could miss a month? Mm-hmm. How damaging to the sport of baseball? Not, uh, I don't think it's a huge deal if you eventually eventually play this season because I think most people believe the season is too long anyway. So I think if you miss a month, I don't think it's a huge deal because right now people have baseball out of mind anyway. So you miss a month, okay, it is what it is. We got hockey, we got basketball. So I think a month really does nothing other than it, the diehard baseball fans get upset that there isn't a deal done yet. Yeah, I... It's a bad look from an optic standpoint for the obvious reasons. I don't think it's as tragic and devastating as 94. and But it certainly doesn't help. And it really, uh, part of the reason I've said this in the last couple of weeks, I think we are now getting a bit accustomed to losing sports and games because of the pandemic. And I think in our minds, it's not as like, whoa, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen enough labor disputes too we're not like whoa my gosh i can't believe this is going on i'm never watching again i don't get the sense it's like this but it certainly isn't a good look and it's a really bad look for manfred you know manfred in my view is a bad commissioner and this makes it worse because it's on his watch i think you said it a couple weeks ago casey well it's his fault because he's the commissioner yep you know at the end of the day that's the guy that's supposed to keep the, the ball hitting the bat and and pitches being made and he's not he's shutting it down and he himself said it would be devastating i really don't know if it's going to be as devastating as he says it is but if they miss a month i don't think it's a major deal they start missing more than that now and taking away our summer of baseball i think that could be more problematic so uh we got to keep our eye on this and and how about this do you think people are siding with one side or another or just like Get it done. I don't care. I honestly get that vibe. Get it done. I don't care. Because going back to what we talked about in the beginning, I think that it's hard to side with either of this either side right now. I think the owners and the players both have something that you you cannot like on the surface if you're a fan, just a regular fan. I think in my case specifically, although I made a claim about the players earlier, like I do side with the players because I understand the minor league aspect of it, the service time and all that. So I do side with the players, but I think it's hard for just casual fans to side with anybody. And I think it's more of get it done. If you don't get it done, 
everybody's guilty by association and we're not coming back to watch baseball. Yeah, and I, I think guilty by association is true. I do think, I said this at the top, that the players that get paid a bunch of money get a lot of angst in these situations. You're making $30 million, You're making $35 million, You're making $40 million, $340 million contract. Bryce Harper contract. What I think we've got to be really careful of is that's not everybody. I mean, Connor Maribel is a local kid who has played in the minor leagues and done very well for himself and right now doesn't have a place to play or a team to play because the whole league is frozen. That guy's not making $30 million a year, hasn't really made a ton of money to begin with or, or a lot of money at all, and has performed and is looking for a gig and can't get one because. So that's just one example. Mm-hmm. You know, that's there's a league full of that now. There's a league full of that, and opportunity is being taken away from young players to grow their careers, live out their dreams, and players that are in AA or AAA or maybe just young players in the league on the verge of potential career years or going into their prime, whatever it might be, could land the big contract soon. Like, they're missing out. Like, those guys aren't making millions. Like, not everybody makes millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars that plays professional sports. We have this warped sense because we see the guys like Scherzer driving a Porsche making $35 million, right? That's a warped sense of the league in totality, even in football. Uh, a little less in basketball because those guys will seemingly all make a lot of money. There's only 12 guys on a roster. But we have this warped sense that everybody makes a gazillion dollars if they play pro sports, and that's not it. Sure, it's a great life. It's a cool life. But not everybody makes that kind of life-changing money and so or money to, to carry you forever. Um, and we look at the guys that do as like, just go play. You're making enough money. I actually think in Major League Baseball, I think the owners get some angst here more than the other sports. I think fans usually are like, yeah, whatever, just go sign up and play. Play, play, play. But I think the owners, people understand this, that there are a lot of owners in baseball that are cheap as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't even want to win or don't feel the team to win. Pittsburgh, sometimes people will argue it about Tampa, even though they've yep. kind of cheated the system and been really good. Uh, imagine if they did spend money, maybe. So, And we can give other examples. And so for those purposes, I think people are rooting against the owners a little bit. Like, uh, it, you don't even have 32 owners that look like they want to win anyway. Now they don't even look like they want to play ball. Yeah. And call. so to me, that should really put fans' angst against the ownership in Major League Baseball because there's too much of that, uh, that, that people aren't even trying to win every year. And, and all of a sudden now in the last 10 years trying to lose more just because they think they can win if they lose big. So I, I think it's a little bit distributed more on the Major League Baseball side right now than it is maybe it, when it was with the NFL. I really felt like the NFL, everybody was like, let's just play and fine. Owners, you're, who cares if it's 51-49 or 52-48? Who cares about the pie? The owners get some, that's fine. They own the team. They're, they're rich, whatever. Let's play. Well, there's an even salary cap in that league. Um, so I don't know if you have any angst toward the owners or at least as much as you might in baseball because i got to believe in places like Pittsburgh and, and others that those people hate the owner. Like, th- those fans hate their owner. Yeah. They they. they they don't even give them a chance to to have a, a a fair chance to even be competitive or win by the time June rolls around. So we'll see how it plays out. But uh, it could be a devastating year for Major League Baseball. I'm not ready to go there yet, uh, but it does look more and more like we're going to miss some games uh, in the early part of the season in April, uh, maybe even a month of them, and maybe start the season in May. Uh, and I blame Rob Manford for a lot of that.
Uh, I think he's a terrible commissioner, and it's starting to prove that way. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. The Jaguars signed Tyler Shatley. Oh, good. That's the news. Good. Yeah, more on that. Uh, we'll give you a little bit of an update on Tyler Shatley signing. So that's kind of the first move of the offseason. The Jaguars have made one. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, live from the NFL Combine. Hi, welcome back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 on the road here in Indianapolis, Indiana, NFL Combine 2022. Brent Morton, Austin Lane joined us from Dallas. We're all over the place. Casey Kurtz, oh, he's home in the Action Sports Jack studios, making everything happen, of course. Uh, your swoop minute, by the way, here on a Monday coming off the weekend. UNF Ospreys have a big week ahead. Tomorrow night, it's the A-Sun tournament. They will be at Lipscomb. Uh, tomorrow night. So uh, get ready for that one. Ospreys, you know, you win, you move on. You got to win four now to get to the tournament. If you lose, it's season over as the Ospreys won in overtime on Saturday. Meanwhile, the UNF baseball team coming off a rough weekend, but they host the Gators tomorrow night, 6.05 start time. So back-to-back weeks hosting the Gators softball last Tuesday. It'll be baseball coming up tomorrow night. Meanwhile, the softball team uh, continues to perform admirably at the start of the year. Go to unfospreys.com for all the news schedules, results, how you can get tickets, uh, unfospreys.com. That is your swoop minute. Uh, the big story, at least, well, I don't know if it's a big story, but it's the first move of the Trent Balky Doug Peterson era, if you will, and maybe there'll be more people to name <laughs> in that group soon. Uh, but it's Tyler Shatley, according to Tom Pelissero and the Jags. Uh, uh, I think we'll confirm this over the next couple minutes, most likely, too. And that is uh, Tyler Shatley re-signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars. $6.8 million it could be worth. It's a two-year deal, $2.35 million guaranteed. Started 18 games over the last couple of seasons and obviously can play multiple positions on the interior. When we come back, a little bit more on Shatley. But also, does that mean anything for Brandon Linder, Casey? Let's talk about it when we come back. Football at 5, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN. 690 live from the NFL Combine in Indianapolis, Indiana. 